Listen to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is St. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Speaking and of Valentine's just Day. Just <laughs> as we start our segment, we see a flower delivery coming right in the door. Our studios are right in the, the lobby of the LCMS International Center. So we and see I everybody see, that's coming and as, going. As I was pulling in this morning, I saw the uh, the local florist truck leaving. I don't know if they were here at the building next door, but I'm sure they're quite busy today. It's Valentine's Day. And uh, of course, you know, wouldn't be Valentine's Day with some sort of love story, right? It's true. <laughs> Even for us Lutherans that don't talk about feelings what, <laughs> ever. What, <laughs> uh, one of our favorite authors, historians, educators, and moms, uh, Heather Smith, joining us today to talk about that that historic love story uh, that that monk and priest <laughs> who married a nun uh, back in the 1500s. <laughs> Heather Smith, thanks so much for joining us today and talking about Martin and Katie. Thanks for being our guest. Good morning. Glad to be here. So what do we know about this this love story of Martin and Katie? I'm currently reading um Eric Metaxas um story of you know his uh what book on Luther and it's it's really quite fascinating and I'm learning a little bit about this relationship but I know that you read way more than I do and know way more <laughs> history. So that's why I asked you. Well, I I think interestingly enough um you could kind of say, what do we know? Not a whole lot. And some of what we think we know might not be so true. Um, I've run into a lot of people that seem to have the impression that Katie pretty much set her sights on Luther and then told him that he should marry her. And that's how it all came about. And that is not quite what the historical record gives us. Um, in fact, Katie, uh, shortly after she and the other nuns escaped from the convent and they were all kind of it was true they were kind of getting married off and she she fell in love with another man um jerome Baumgartner, who seemed to return her love but then probably because of the rank of his family and so forth that never came to fruition and then there was another man that was interested in her but she did, for some reason, maybe just didn't feel that his character was very good. She she did not want that marriage to be arranged. And so this is where we get um, maybe the impression that she was strong-arming Luther. But what she did was she actually talked to or, or wrote to uh, a friend of Luther's, Nicholas von Armsdorf, and just said, I really don't want to, to marry this other man who's courting me. Please implore Dr. Luther not to try and arrange that marriage. However, if if you, Amsdorf, or Luther wanted to marry me, I'd be glad to marry either of you. So that's where I guess we get the idea that she was um, setting her sights on him. Meanwhile, Luther was certainly promoting marriage um, for former monks and nuns, but he wasn't so sure about it for himself. We think probably because he just knew his life was fraught with danger um, because of all the writing he'd done and how out of favor he was with so many people. And, and he wasn't sure that it was wise for him to, to take on a family. But things gradually changed and um, Luther became more convinced by the work of friends and, and his father and some others that, that marriage would be a good thing. And it seems that maybe this letter that, that Katie um, sent to him through Amstorf sort of caused him to have compassion for her, and eventually that, that that turned into love. And 
we know some of the details of you know when they were married and so forth, but we really don't know a lot more about their courtship. And so if we're thinking in that traditional American love story ends with the wedding and the white dress kind of version, well, that's maybe most of what we know. But I, I think that you could also say, well, there's also the rest of the story. <laughs> um, that, you know, what happens afterwards is just as much a part of the love story and the romance that um, Katie and, and Martin had a very happy marriage. Um, and, and that's, I think, where you see the real, the real romance of it. Um, Martin was, gave Katie the keys to the, the manor, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And, um, she, she really ruled the, the whole household. She managed the household. And then, you know, I think, uh, Luther probably tried to do some managing of Katie because she was somewhat of a strong-willed person. <laughs> But um, I found a great quote from Luther that I thought kind of summed up nicely how he saw that relationship between them. He said, the man is to acquire and the woman is to save. So the woman can make the man rich, but not the other way around, because a penny saved is better than a penny earned. <laughs> <laughs> he really saw that, um, that Katie's managing of the household, which included um, extensive gardens, raising livestock, brewing beer, hosting boarders, raising children, spinning, all, like managing so many things, um, that that really was a great part of her showing her love for him. And and he too wrote, um, you know, in many different places, we get the idea that he really did love and appreciate her very much. And so I think that the marriage there becomes quite a bit um, the true love story where you see them acting out the love that grew between them and continue to grow throughout their marriage. Yeah, I, I always enjoy uh, reading the stories about about their marriage and, and how um, how well suited they were for each other and how they played off of each other. Um, and it's it's interesting to see how uh, how how our view of vocation uh, plays out in that too. What what does the story teach us? Um, multiple hundreds of years later, um, about vocation in in our marriages. I I think that's a great point that. The essence of vocation is to love your neighbor um, through all your actions. And in marriage, you know, this is your closest neighbor, your husband or your wife. Um, so that idea that you know, there are certain things that the husband is going to do and certain things that the wife is going to do and that they are they're serving each other in a sense. So by... Uh, you know, Katie just managing so many things. Um, I, you know, I've read biographies of her. It just amazes me how much she had to do um, to to run this household. And and there were constantly boarders there, um, people who were, you know, living with them in their household that she was just taking care of along with everyone else, providing for all of that. That was really, in a sense, you know, her showing. Uh, her great love for Luther, and in and then he also in um, you know making sure that they had a home and things were provided for. Um, we we get the impression that you know he wasn't as um, careful with the money as Katie was, <laughs> but 
but he did make sure that you know it was his duty to provide and to be the spiritual head of the household. Uh, we see that you know in in accounts of their family life and devotion, um, the table talk things where he's really leading the household in the ways of the Lord and uh, making sure that that is is at the heart for them. And so those two things complement each other, and that becomes the way that they are. Um, you know, loving one another. I think what's different between then and now is Katie saw brewing beer as an important part of her vocation. <laughs> yes. That we just, we just, we, you know, it's gone by the wayside. We don't see that as an important part of our vocation for our loved ones today. It's uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was very important. You know, yeah, you had to have the brew house, and Luther, Luther would say that her beer was the best in Wittenberg, and so right, he yeah. wrote, he wrote that in letters, didn't he, when he was yes, away? He that did. He he missed. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. He missed her, but probably he also missed the beer that she made for I him. Mean, that's fair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, but I, yes. I, I think how we view vocation, how we view relationships, yes, I think our Western our, or American view of love and relationships is very different than the courtship view and view of uh, understanding of vocation and how um, that means loving your neighbor. Uh I think that's, thanks for pointing that out. I think that that's really significant here in this mm-hmm. story. And there is so much we can learn from uh, from this relationship that, that we make sacrifices for others um, because it's out of love for our neighbor, those particularly who are even closest to us in this relationship. Yes. I, it, one of the things that struck me as I was thinking about this topic for today was, you know, thinking about, okay, what things are the same or different? I think something that is perhaps a difference but really is something that we should take to heart is how much that that the marriage is the focus of the courtship and the love and all of that it's in our culture we're sort of pushed towards this idea of just love for its own sake or falling in love and it really all just sort of boils down to variations on lust versus um that goal of marriage and so even though yeah at that time, you're starting to get a little more of a marriage based on the the wills of the the man and woman involved. But there's still a lot of um, you know the rank of your family makes a difference and and that sort of thing. Um, but for that the 1500s or for our time, it's great to remember that the love story doesn't just end with the wedding, but um, the love, the courtship aspect is just the beginning of learning how you can love this neighbor who's going to be your, your closest neighbor in marriage. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that, that we can um, take away from this or, or learn from Martin and Katie? We have, we have just about a minute. Um, anything that we, can, that we can maybe put into practice, uh, I don't know, today, since it's Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. <laughs> yeah. Besides that Lutheran wives should brew beer for the I mean, <laughs> go start. I, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think keeping in mind, just I I love the concept of vocation. So I'm just going to come back to that to end on that in in uh, courtship that leads to marriage, it is all about vocation. And so the the husband, the wife, they each have their duties um, that are to complement one another. And those things just strengthen their love because as you're acting, you're loving your neighbor. 
Heather Smith, educator, author, wife, and mother, and mm-hmm. one of our favorite writers and historians. Thanks so much for being our guest <laughs> this morning and uh, helping us look at the story of Martin and Katie. Thanks for having me. Well, that does it for the coffee hour for today. Happy Valentine's Day, St. <laughs> Valentine's Day today. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that, second or third delivery of flowers came in while we yeah, were talking? There's another one. <laughs> I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.